BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hope you're having a blessed, wonderful, beautiful day. You know, I feel like we're in August and I just keep staring outside my window, kind of looking at the clouds go by as if it's the little particles of sand are falling down for each second, each minute, each moment to count the hands of time in an hourglass clock thing. It's not a clock. What is it? It's just an hourglass sand timer thing. (laughs) Y'all, 2020 has made me so fucking stupid. I'm telling you right now, so fucking stupid. I can't form a sentence. I don't know where I am half the time. The brain fog is real. Again, could be connected to my gut flora, which is a personal conversation. You know, I can't stand when people are like, how's your gut health? How's your gut health, Rick? None of my fucking business. So anyways, we're here. We're in August. I really can't believe we're in August. This is fucking wild. Lots going on. I'm out pitching this show. And listen, I don't know if the fucking, if I'm supposed to even fucking tell anybody this, you know, it's putting the cart before the horse, but I'm just transparent as fuck with y'all and let you know what I'm up to, what I'm doing. I'm stressed out trying to sell the story of my life you know, to all these hussies at networks, dealing with a lot of ricks, but then a lot of wonderful people. So I've been kind of in this like passion project of really burying my soul on Zoom calls all day. And you know how any of this shit goes. I've been working on this story for four years. Then it took a year with my writing partner and I to get it contracted through a big production company. And now we're taking it to the networks and we we signed on a fabulous showrunner. Uh, Shout out to Kathleen Jordan. Uh, she has a new show coming out. She's our showrunner. She has a show on Netflix coming out literally, I think next week called The Teenage Bounty Hunter. And it is so fucking funny and amazing. And she's incredible. And I want to support other amazing, badass women making shit in the entertainment industry. Because guess what? We're not creeps. <laughs> Let me just like break down what exactly like a Zoom pitch is. So, you know, we have to break down the story, the characters, uh, what's the motivation behind what these characters are trying to accomplish, the arc of the season, yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit. And literally at the end of all of these pitches, I just want to say like, and hey, you should pick our show because we haven't molested anyone. You know what I mean? It's like all these male comics have gotten a gig and it's like, I'm not a fucking creep. (laughs) Buy my shit. I'm great. Anyways, I say that. Like, I know that's fucked up, but that's literally what I want to say at the end of these. Like, why should you buy our show? Guess what? Because I'm a nice person. (laughs) I'm doing my little tongue motion right now. Uh, And then just really 
take it to the next level. But shout out to Kathleen. She has an incredible show coming out on Netflix. I'm so excited. The trailer's fucking sick. And we need to support other women making badass shit. Anyway, so she's connected to our project, which is exciting. Shout out to my writing partner, Jen Zabrowski, who's just the fucking shit. And um, yeah, so that's what we're, we're doing. I'm catching you up to date, catching you up to speed on what I'm doing. I sit at a Zoom in my closet and I fucking sweat all day and try and impress people. And here's the thing. This is an interesting segue because I love sales. Like me selling myself is my favorite fucking thing. I have always known that I'm overly confident to a fault. Like, you know, I've gone out in outfits that I'm really just trying to sell to the world. My mom's like, you have a fucking severe camel toe. You should have not left the house in that outfit. And I'm like, hey, mom, be the you today you want to be tomorrow. Still my fucking favorite phrase. If somebody didn't put on my tombstone, be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. And then it's like dot, 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 dead. I'll be pissed because that's fucking funny on a tombstone. I have a lot of things I want on my tombstone, but be the you today that you want to be tomorrow which is dead, is fucking great. Oh God, it's fucking great. Okay, so the segue is I love sales. So me going in and like selling and talking about myself and my passion project, being creative and selling those ideas is super fucking fun to me. Like I would have fucking thrived in any kind of pharmaceutical sales situation. And that brings me to my car salesman situation. Now here's the deal. I've been kind of keeping y'all along for the ride, literally, as I've been searching for a new vehicle. Now, most people would be like, ah, they figure out what they want. I want the Land Rover. I'm going to go get it. Wheel and deal, get a good deal, walk out the door. I haven't had a car really. Like I love my fucking 2015 Jetta and I had to give it to Jeff to take back to New York so he would have a car. And so I'm pissed. Like I know what I like. I've loved my fucking Jetta. I'd be like Ludacris who drove his gold Acura his 97 Acura till the wheels fucking fall off. It's great. It's reliable. It's super comfortable. I got the souped up one, beautiful sunroof, like living my best life. But now that I have to basically start from scratch, I'm like, okay, I've worked my ass off the last year. I'm going to upgrade. Your girl's going to get something like a nice little whip. But the more I start doing, you know, my friggin' research, the more I'm like, everyone's getting bamboozled. Then I started actively just going to different car dealers because I'm like, I want to test drive some things. I like tight the way a German car drives tight. I've had a BMW, you know, we've had a Jaguar, a Porsche, all those things. I'm not at Porsche level yet. So I've been out test driving, getting a feel for something. And I'm really in the situation where I really need to buy two cars. I'm going to upgrade my mom's VW Tiguan, which we love it, but it's just time to upgrade it. And I'm going to get myself something. So it's two major purchases. And I've never really made that crazy purchase yet. I love to spend a fuck ton of money on vacation. And, you know, I'm the kind of bitch who will go to a restaurant and drop five hundo on an appetizer just because I'm like, oh, it's on the menu. Let's fucking get it, bitches. You know, like that. I don't think twice when it comes to an experience, but car, I don't know why I'm just clenching my asshole so fucking tight and being such a cheap bitch about it. Anyway, so, but I really just needed to figure out what do I want to drive? Like, what is fun? What do I want to invest my money in? Because it's not an investment. We all know that cars depreciate as soon as you drive them off the lot. So I'm like, I got to make sure that I like love this little bad baby. Y'all, I am telling you, when it comes to fucking sales, I'd be the best fucking car salesman on the planet. Saleswoman, excuse me. I've been hitting all of the places. Now, I've had some really great success with testing out some cars. <sighs> Sorry, that peanut butter is stuck in the back of my throat. Side note, I had some nut butter, like a scoop of almond butter before I started recording and it is literally lodged in the back of my throat. Hold on, iced coffee break. Ah, yes, thank you, praise be. Um, okay, so here's the situation. 
I have realized though, the difference in having a woman show you a car and test drive something with you and give you the rundown of like kind of all the features on a vehicle is night and day. It's so fucking different than getting some guy named Rick. Now I'm not going to throw this car dealership under the bus, but I was at a car dealership last week and I'm looking at it and I'm about, I'm like, okay, I think this might be what I want to purchase. And you know, I'm kind of checked for a quick 55. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm getting a, a you know, a 23,000, whatever. I mean, it's all still a lot of money to me. I'm just being honest with you. I'm new money. So I'm just like trying to hold on to it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'll just take an Uber. But I realized I need to get something. This dude, literally, I'm asking him like, what's the, you know, what's the safety rating? What's the five-year warranty? D-d-d-d-d. I'm coming in. I'm minding my P's and Q's, dotting my I's, crossing my T's. And this guy goes, all right, well, here's the paperwork. Great. Um, let me know. Talk to your husband and figure out what you want to do. Literally, you could hear the tires on a fucking car that's doing a Tokyo drift in Fast and Furious. I said, my husband? Let me tell you something real quick. Rick, your girl's cutting the check. Your girl was on the road last year fucking sweating in Tallahassee. I don't need to check in with my mans to get permission to buy myself a frigging car. Also, what I realized is I'm the kind of person, like I'm getting in the car and and some of these places because of Corona are not going on a test drive with you, which is actually kind of nice. But then one place, you know, the guy gets in the backseat and he's like, you're kind of doing my job for me. Because at this place, I took my mom with me. Everybody's in the car. You're masked. We have the windows down. But like my mom needs, if I'm going to buy her a car too, she needs to know the feel of the car. And this guy's like, I'm telling my mom, showing her the features. Like, okay, mom, now this is, you know, it has Apple CarPlay. That's what that is. Da, 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 da. You know, she's 72. Bitch just needs an interface. I want her to feel like it's her iPad. She can, you know, press one button, call Pam. And it fucking calls Pam. All right. She doesn't need this complicated bullshit that's in all these cars. This guy literally at one point just goes, man, you're kind of doing my job for me. I mean, what do I even need to be here for? I'm like, yeah, what do you need to be here for, Rick? You're doing the bare fucking minimum. All of these guys are like, look disheveled. None of them have brushed their fucking hair. I mean, put a little fucking click, click of some Davidoff cool water cologne, at least if you're coming out. Don't get in the car with me smelling like three day old Axe body spray. Dry shampoo that shit if you got to, Rick. I mean, the misogyny that I have experienced with being at these car dealerships is fucking wild. Now, this guy, Rick, was younger. I'd say he was probably in his like 40s. And then I went to another dealership where the guy was maybe in his like, you know, late 50s. He's a seasoned car salesman. And this guy could not have done a deeper eye roll when I came in there. Now, I don't throw around my weight in the sense of like who I am, that I, that I have followers who are engaged, predominantly female audience. I don't ever do that. And it's so funny because these older guys don't know who I am. But then I'll get one, like the, like the lady running the finance department will come out and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're fucking here. I love you. Yes, please buy a Mazda or whatever. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, play the fucking game, Mark. It's ladies night and I'm feeling right. But tomorrow I don't want to feel wrong. And I might if I wake up with a hangover. You know what I'm talking about? face down, ass up on the couch, like, ah, I had way too many rum runners. Guess what? You can avoid that by taking DHM Detox. 
I mean, they've been a great sponsor of the podcast and they're doing the Lord's work. Why? You take two pills when you have your first drink and it's going to help your body break down the toxins that essentially give us a hangover from alcohol. You know, a lot of people think it's just because you haven't had enough fluids, right? No, it's because actually alcohol is poisonous to your body. And if you don't want to have the next day nausea, the brain fog, the anxiety, as they call it, or fuck the headaches, kill me. Then take DHM Detox. It uses science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and break down those toxins. So all you got to do It's just like take a little convenient packet, put it in your purse. You know, if you're socially distancing in the backyard, having a picnic, take a couple after a couple glasses of wine and baby, you will be feeling good the next day. How important is your next day? For just a couple dollars, you can wake up feeling fine after drinking. Also, there's free shipping on all US orders. DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you're not satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. Hey, you might as well try it. I've got 20% off for your order. Just head over to nodayswastedco.com and use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's nodayswastedco.com. If you have any questions, send a message to DHM Detox on Instagram and they'll let you know it's good. Back to the podcast. I'm at this other dealership. The guy's not even trying. I'm like, do you know I got a checkbook in the fucking Yves Saint Laurent bag, bitch? Yes, I did buy this bag at an outlet in Italy. That doesn't matter. Anybody who pays full price for fucking designer shit is a ding dong. But I got a checkbook with my name on it, paying cash. And you want to give me a half-ass attitude? Listen, I have a genius idea and I've already patented. I've got the patent pending. Don't fucking come for me. It's an all-female car dealer. You come in, we give you, you know, a beautiful Chinese chicken salad, whatever you want. You want a pimento cheese sandwich? You want a half a grilled cheese and a beautiful tomato soup from Nordstrom? We will only we will only serve the tomato soup from Nordstrom because you know how fucking good it is. You come in, we get that blood sugar right. You know what I mean? You don't need to be hungry. These places are offering me a water. Where's the fucking mimosa and a fucking snack, Rick? You come in, we feed you. We sit down. Hey, girl, P to P. What are you looking for? Great. All right. What are your non-negotiables? Great. Great. All right. Here's the deal. And then we take you out for a little joy spin and we come back, give you a mimosa and then crunch numbers, not like a bunch of seedy assholes. And then I look you dead in your eyes. I say, hey, Lindsay, Lindsay, let's make a deal. You know what I mean? Let's make a friggin' deal. Work for it. I love sales. I love selling shit. I love the razzmatazz, the hustle bustle. If I knew how to count cards, I'd be in Vegas fucking swindling, but at least doing it with a little effort. And here's the thing, when you are a salesperson, and I feel like a lot of, I have so many friends in like pharmaceutical sales and shit. They're like, we get sold the quickest. I'm literally the easiest sell on the planet. I'm like, great. Sounds like a good idea. Because if I know you're putting in the effort and, and you're hustling, I'll buy the hustle. Like that's just plain and simple. So I went to the Tesla dealership yesterday and I had a woman, this awesome girl named Allie, shout out to Allison Jones. She's at the Tesla dealership in Alpharetta. She was fucking great. And it was night and day getting in a car with a woman and having her show me the shit. And it was just like fucking, we were on the same level. She wasn't talking down to me. She was like, fuck yeah, this is what's up. This is what's good. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm getting a Tesla. Still got to figure out, you know, um, the whole thing about like plugging it into my garage and the fact that the house won't blow up. But I was like, yes, bitch. I still got to buy Robin a car too. So I'm like, I, I got to crunch some numbers. Like I got to call my accountant and like fucking crunch some numbers. But either way though, it was a world of difference experience. Absolutely not to fucking Rick and Mark doing the bare minimum with the largest attitude and then asking me if I need to call my husband to sign the check. 
razzle fucking dazzle me, bitch. And then, of course, Allison's like, hey, I listened to the podcast. You I'm like, yes, bitch. That's the way to do biz. I couldn't. I couldn't. Also, if I knew you were coming in, you had an appointment, I would do a fucking Google search on you. I, I, that's the one-on-one of sales. I don't know. Michelle's coming in. And I'm like, okay, Michelle, last name Davis. Let's do a quick search. Great. Facebook. I see she went to Auburn. She walks in the door. Go Tigers. Not that fucking hard, guys. Not that hard. Literally, you can do a Google search on anyone and then razzle fucking dazzle them. Wild. Wild. Anyways, my absolutely not. It's just been this whole experience. But shout out to any woman out there working with these fucking ding-dongs in the car industry. You know what you're doing. And you're great at it. And I love to see women making coin. I don't know why I've started singing so much on this fucking podcast. I feel bad for everybody. I don't have a good voice. I have nodules on my vocal cords, a la Ashley Simpson. What a great album. You make me wanna la la on the kitchen and the bun. I mean, great. That was such a good album. She and Avril Lavigne need to really come back and have a moment. Just letting you know. Anyways, that's where I'm at. Also, anybody who messaged me and is like, Elon Musk is a fucking nut job. Who isn't? Who the fuck isn't? I'm trying to pull out of my driveway every day and think, hey, maybe I'm not polluting the earth. I don't know. Again, still have to crunch the numbers, but still. And all these car dealerships are owned by the same fucking people. So, you know, Mazda owns Acura, owns fucking Fiat, owns the the Mini Cooper. You're like, (laughs) you got one bad apple in there. All the money's going to probably a terrorist organization somehow. So I don't trust anybody. Also, thought I'd like a Mini Cooper. If you go over an acorn, literally a speed bump or an acorn, it feels like you've had a full rectal exam. Not as smooth ride as I expected. So absolutely yes to women out there doing the damn thing. It would be women and gays. That, That would be my car dealership. Just... Fabulous women and gays, real talk, no bullshit, mimosas, pimento cheese sandwiches, fucking tomato soup for Nordstrom. Now let's get into Maserati and zoom, zoom, skeet, skeet, bitches. Okay, we're going to get into the voicemails here in just a second. I'm trying to think, is there anything I need to update you guys on? Oh, God. I don't know. We're still in construction. We're still losing our minds. I can't wait for this to fucking be done. Can't wait to feel settled. I can't wait to have artwork up. I can't wait to do all the fucking things. I can't wait to be out of this pandemic. Can't wait to have a wedding. I can't wait to go back on tour. Can't wait to freeze my eggs and maybe have a baby in 25 years when I can cook it in a freezer somewhere at a laboratory. Literally, I'm sitting in the office and I can see my vision board out of the corner of my eye and oh God, set that shit on fire. So many things I had planned for this year. So many things. And I've spent the last three and a half fucking weeks dealing with Rick and Mark going to these car dealerships. Also, going to a dealership is an archaic way to do business. It takes six and a half hours every time you go there. They got to scan your license and your insurance. And then you got to look in the showroom. And then you got to test drive. And then you got to sit at the desk. And then they got to show you your options. And then they're like, oh, we don't have the car with the cooled seats. So in order to get that car, we got to pull it from, you know, Saskatchewan. And you're like, for fuck's sake, when's that going to be here? They're like six and a half weeks. But also then the new 2021s are coming out at the beginning of November and they'll have the new technology. And you're like, this is a bamboozlement from the moment I get in here. The moment I fucking get in here. So anyways, join me along on the journey. I'll let you know what happens, but I'm about to just order something online, have that shit delivered like a fucking Amazon purchase. If I can order a dildo online, I should be able to order a car that just shows up to the friggin' door. Signed, sealed, delivered. You're mine. All right, y'all. On that note, I'm fired up. <sighs> Rick. Rick's getting me crazy. I'm fired up. And I know y'all are fired up because I was listening to some of these voicemails and it's just the dumbest shit. 
And I appreciate the dumb shit because it's keeping me at a base level of just like remembering what we're really dealing with, which is everyone's gotten dumber this year. The calls are getting so dumb. We all need to go out and travel again and experience life so we can enrich ourselves with some fucking human experience so we can get our brains back. Literally, no one is going to be in MIT. No one is going to be joining Harvard, Stanford, any of those schools in the next couple of years because we've all gone back 40 years mentally. So, anyhow. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into these voicemails. I've been just fucking ranting and raving. I love each and every one of you. Thanks for being here. I have anxiety through the roof these days. I mean, it's just, it's sky high. You know what I mean? It's Hulk Hogan level anxiety. But you know, the good thing is I've been taking the edge off in a very natural, cool way. And that's with feels CBD. Listen, CBD can be complicated. And honestly, it's kind of crazy when you look at what's on the market. You're like, oh God, I don't know what I'm getting. What, what, like what, where does this come from? The good thing about feels though, is they have a free CBD hotline to help you guide you through the discovery process of figuring out what's for you. Like know which CBD is right for you. Honestly, CBD changed the game. I take a couple of droplets at night um, of the feels brand and it just kind of like didn't, you know, CBD didn't give you like that THC high. It just kind it calms your central nervous system. So you feel relaxed and feel at ease and it kind of curbs that anxiety, but you don't feel like you're on drugs. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not on drugs because it's all natural. It's just CBD. Feels can help you naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. You just place a few drops or in my case, the the whole dropper underneath your tongue and feel different within minutes. Literally, this is what helps me go to sleep. I don't wake up the next day with like that weird hangover from taking a sleep aid. I I live for feels. The cool thing is it works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, like I said, no hangover, no addiction. Join the feels community, get feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member and get 50% off your order. That is right. I said it. 50% off your order. All you got to do is go to feels.com slash absolutely to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash absolutely. Let's get into those voicemails. Ooh, fuck, that was rough. Hey, Heather. This is Chelsea from Tennessee, and I have an absolutely not for you. So absolutely not. So when you're a woman and you're sitting down and you're wearing some tight leggings and you try to fart real quick, but the fart bubble like rolls up and gets trapped inside your pussy lips and you can feel it stuck there. So you have to try to like wiggle it out. You know, you start moving around in your seat to squeeze out that bubble. Sometimes you're in public and you can't do a good full wiggle without looking weird. So you can just feel it in there for a while. Trap. Anyway, I love you. And I love the voice that you do when you imitate the Italian stallion. Bye. First of all, this is one of the best voicemails I've ever gotten. Okay, this is a real P2P, peer-to-peer, present-time problem. Wow. Okay, this is what I needed. One, I didn't expect that specific problem to come out of such a sweet, southern, angelic voice. Here's the thing, though. If you know anybody from Tennessee, Tennesseans, Tennessee, I, I don't know if they're Tennesseans. I don't know what, the, what you call them. People from Tennessee are fucking rowdy. And I have a feeling you're from East Tennessee. There's a vibe in East Tennessee. There's something about, you know, you could be, you know, driving up to Blackberry Farms. But before you get to Blackberry Farms, which is one of the nicest like resorts in America, you pull up and there's literally like a trailer outside with a toilet, just like three loose toilets just sitting on a lawn. And I'm not saying that that's where you're from, but I just want people to know like Tennessee, yeah, has 
Nashville and a lot of Southern charm, but it also has phone calls like this. So let me get this straight. You said you were wearing leggings. You farted. It got caught. The bubble then traveled. Oh God. Traveled to the front, got caught in your pussy lips. Like I guess a queef, you know what I mean? And then you had to wiggle it out. Here's the deal. This is the kind of community I'm trying to build. I don't even know how to answer and give you advice on that current situation. I mean, we've all had trapped situations. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse. But really and truly, this speaks more about the community of women that I've built. And I say I built it because, you know, I am God in this situation. You know, call me Kanye, move over. Uh, I am woman, hear me roar. These are my, my warriors. But this is the kind of you know, community that we need where you should feel like this is a safe space to call in and talk about the times when you fart in tights and it gets caught in your pussy lips. I want you to know that it warms my heart to think that you are so comfortable to call and tell me that, you know, and that's what it's all about. I don't do this for me. I don't do it for my own, you know, je ne sais quoi, pat on the back. I do it to help others. I'm philanthropic. I don't know if y'all know this, but you know, I I do have a large heart. God, I just feel good. I feel this is really more about me. And while I understand that you have farted in your tights and it is caught in your pussy lips, I just need you to know that this phone call really built me up and let me know that I'm doing the right thing in my life. Um, Also, Tennessee is fucking wild. And if you get a chance to go to the prestigious Blackberry Farms. One, go there. I don't even know why Pussy Lips made me think of Blackberry Farms, but it's really just because, you know, this call is fucking wild and I'm here for it. These are the kind of calls I need. You know what I mean? It's to the point. It was like 40 seconds. Some of y'all call me and it's like a six and a half minute call about the time that Deidre keyed your car. It was a simple thing that y'all could have solved in the break room at work outside T-Mobile. I'm like, you could have gotten to the fucking point. This is a good call. Fart bubble. Caught in the tights. Caught in your pussy lips, you got to squeeze it out and women's rights. That's what that call is. And this is the kind of P2P conversations that I need to be having. But really and truly back to Blackberry Farms, maybe if they fucking hear this, they'll give me like a free stay. It's expensive as fuck. It is incredible though. You need to go. Like it's worth it. It's worth it for the culinary experience. It's unbelievable. They have like these ninjas. The only way I can describe it is is ninjas. It's like this concierge service. So you could just be hanging out, you know, by a bonfire. It's very woodsy. Like you have, you're having this moment and a thought could come into your mind that you want champagne. And all of a sudden, a guy with the walkie-talkie and an earpiece dressed in all black would pop out of the fucking bush with the bottle of Dom. And you're like, how did you even fucking read my mind? He's like, don't ask. Just here it is. One thing they don't tell you, when you go to Blackberry Farm, all the food's included. This is not like a typical all-inclusive. I mean, this place is like two grand a night. We went for Christmas once and it was it was more expensive to go to Blackberry Farm for four nights than it was to go like stay at the St. Regis in Acapulco for three weeks, okay? I just need y'all to know, buckle up, it's fucking luxurious. But when we were there, like all the food's included and somebody, a good friend of mine, tipped me off. She's like, Heather, make sure when you go to lunch, like you're going for a culinary experience. This isn't a fucking, you know, all-inclusive in combo where you're lucky if you get ceviche with four shrimps. This is the real fucking deal. When you go, after you won the lottery, make sure for every meal you order everything on the menu and just taste everything because it's amazing. Anyways, Blackberry Farm, hit me up. Become a sponsor of the podcast. I'd love a free vacation because, well, I've got a fart bubble cotton pussy lips. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Nothing's worse than just a hard fart bubble, you know, when it gets just caught in a dark, deep place. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to come up my throat or, you know, out my vagina. Queefs are funny, aren't they? I don't know who came up with queefs, obviously, God. And I, that's how you know he has a sense of humor. He came up with bathroom stuff and queefs. I mean, that's the funniest thing in the world. I mean, a queef is just, that's some funny shit. I don't even need to break down what it is because you know what it is. I feel like a lot of people in Tennessee queef. <laughs> Shout out to the state of Tennessee. Shout out for this call. I fucking love it. Love and light. One of the best things I ever did for myself was get a therapist. I cannot recommend this enough for you. The cool thing is I found Talkspace, which literally matches you with your perfect therapist right from any device. You can connect with them basically on your own schedule from anywhere at any time. I know a lot of us are at home, which, you know, this year is just so unprecedented. It's like, what the fuck is actually going on? And it's not just the anxiety about this year, but it's about the unknown. And it just feels so good to be able to talk to somebody who can just kind of like keep me level-headed, talk through things. You know, I just need to have a sounding board to be like, what the fuck is going on? The cool thing about Talkspace is they literally have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationship issues, and more. If you have something specific you want to work towards, they will help you find someone that's right for you. It's also affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And honestly, who's going to do anything in person anyways? You know what I mean? If I could do like a wireless virtual Brazilian wax, I would. And that's why I love Talkspace because I can talk to somebody whenever when it's convenient for my schedule from the comfort of my own home, my car, wherever I am. Here's the deal. The bottom line is we all needed someone to talk to and Talkspace wants to give everybody support at a price you can afford. And as a listener of the podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's absolutely and Talkspace.com. Let's get to the next call. Hey, Heather, Jerome here. Here's my absolutely not. I'm a bartender and a server and love it. Like love the customer experience, love being able to answer people's questions about, you know, craft cocktails and like menu items and being able to pair it and then having them enjoy it. So my absolutely not is a shout out to my employer who literally insinuated because she didn't accuse me, insinuated that I was taking cash from the register and like taking cash from the tips in the evening without recording it or like declaring them. So my absolutely not is your employer insinuating that you're stealing cash and then expecting you to just be a happy little employee and like continue to keep working like they didn't just run your character through like a wood chipper. Okay. I don't know if your name was Jerome. You said it very quickly. So, and it kind of cut out for me. So, but I like Jerome. So I'm going to go with Jerome and I, I hope that's your name. Here's the deal. I have worked in so many restaurants. You know, I have a theory about people. If you've never worked in any sort of service, whether you've never been a valet, a nanny, you know, worked in a hotel, a hospital, you know, anything where you're having to deal with like customers, then we can't relate. I've said this a million times the way that Israel makes all of their um, citizens, you know, join the Israeli army for two years. America should make you at least work at a fucking restaurant for like six weeks. You know, we're pussies. We can't really deal with a lot. So we're just going to go ahead and say six weeks. This is heartbreaking information because you know what? I thrived when I worked in restaurants. I made a fuck ton of money and actually had a great time. I think there's a stigma too, where people, 
you know, they think it's not a lot of work. When you work in a fucking restaurant, you're busting your ass all day. And you have to know all the information, everything that's on the menu. And they, you know what always pissed me off? The assholes in your restaurant who didn't learn the menu. And I like learned the menu. I'm going to talk about that deconstructed fucking wedge salad, which is honestly just a wedge salad. A wedge salad is, has never been constructed. Do you know what I'm saying? But I love when they're like, oh, it's deconstructed. No, Mark, it's just a fucking wedge salad. Hey, chef, it's a fucking wedge. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I know about the wedge salad and I bartended. So, you know, you got to know 55 fucking ingredients for every craft cocktail. And then I got to set this thing on fire and add a little absinthe smoke. And then my manager has the audacity to come and ask me if I'm skimming the top of the tips. Absolutely not. And you seem like an honest guy. You know, and if you're calling in, I'm sure that you're like, listen, I've been falsely accused. As far as I'm concerned, innocent until proven guilty, especially in a restaurant. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, you you should let them know. Now, here's the thing, though. And I'm not saying that you did it because I think that you're an honest guy. Feel like restaurants have cameras everywhere, too. So maybe you should say this is what you should say. Even for proof for yourself, go, hey, do you have any physical footage or camera footage showing me stealing? Because that's a really high accusation. Maybe they're fucking stealing. And then they want to throw you under the bus. They probably, okay, wait a minute. Especially if it's a fucking manager, I guarantee you they're going in after you changing the fucking cash draw. You know what I'm saying? They're switching things up number wise. You know, the next bartender in the morning goes in there and they're like, hey, this drawer is uh, 20 bucks short. Who actually really closed it? That's right. Manager Lucy. Lucy's skimming the top. You know what you tell her? Say, Where's the evidence, bitch? Show me the actual receipts. Now, if Lucy does escort you out to your car and then she has you pop the trunk and there's just like lots of loose cash, then you may have done it. You may have called into this hotline just for like a part of your alibi, but I trust you, Jerome, because you seem like a guy who's passionate about what you do. And working in restaurants is fun. You make great money. You meet cool people. This is awesome. And shout out to all the, to me, people working in restaurants are frontline workers. You're still feeding everybody and you're exposing yourself to every fucking asshole who comes in. So thank you to everybody who works in restaurants. Thank you to everybody in the service industry. You know I love you. I've worked all of those jobs. You know, the only job I've never had in a a restaurant is a hostess. But I've worked in restaurants where like I was the only one on the floor and I basically had to host people. But I've never, I I do not know how to work a fucking hostess sit down. And you know, when you go to like the real corporate restaurants and they have the whole, they've got the computer with the thing that tells you, okay, these people just sat down 10 minutes ago and then it goes red when they've been there for like three hours. It's a system. You got to know math to be a fucking hostess. I'm so bad with math, but I did learn percentages so well because I can calculate anything in a percentage because I was a bartender. You put down that cash and I can calculate that tip real quick. And I can let you know whether or not I'm going to kick you out of my bar with a swift boot to the ass. Or if I raise my hand and go, hey, Hey, Karen. Hey, Ted. Great to see you guys. Thanks for coming in. You know what I mean? I can calculate that real quick. I was fucking great working in restaurants. I loved it. It was so much fun. And I was the thinnest I've ever been. I said I was the thinnest I've ever been working at SoulCycle. I was actually the thinnest I've ever been working at an outside bar called King and Duke here in Atlanta. It's right near the St. Regis. And I worked the outdoor patio bar one summer and made like oodles of fucking money. In like one month, they made like 10 grand. It was stupid. 
And I lost so much weight because I worked my ass off. It was like a 360 bar. And at one point, it was just two of us that could fit outside this bar. We would have like 50 people deep on all sides. And I was a great bartender. Kind of want to get behind the sticks again. That's what they call it, getting behind the sticks. You know, I shoved my tits to my throat and I was making fucking Tom Collins like Gary Busey on, you know, Angel Dust. Those were good times. Listen, Jerome, back to your thing, though. You say, where are their seats? You know, every restaurant has cameras. They have cameras on you. So the manager needs to show the receipts because the manager's probably just skimming the top, trying to blame it on you. Listen, another quick story. When I worked in restaurants in New York, we worked across from this restaurant called Esca, which is a Mario Batali restaurant. You know, he got in trouble for skimming the top on all of his fucking restaurants. Those bartenders would come into our bar all the time and be like, Mario's in there with like 10 hookers. Oh yeah, said it. Get the proof. They get off work and be like, we can't close the place yet because Mario's in there with like a bunch of women and a bunch of coke. And I'm like, can I come? Could you imagine if you were a prostitute and you were hanging out, just tooting on the corner and then somebody pulls up and it's like in a Ferrari and then they roll down the window and it's fucking Mario Batali with his slick back low bun, bald on the top. He's got his like North Face vest on and some orange Crocs. I'd be like, you know what? I'll pass. I'm good. Thanks so much. Have a nice night. Drive safe. Yeah, I swear to God. All right, Jerome, let us know. Call back into the hotline. DM me. Let me know what happens. I think there needs to be a confrontation. Let's get to the next voicemail. Paramasu, bitch. (laughs) What's up, Heather? Uh, From surprisingly not a southern state. Up here in Denver, Colorado, probably super high. Let's get real. That's the vibes here. I'm a few episodes behind. I just listened to your episode with Ray. Love you two together. You need to do everything together, literally. I want to say I was fucking dying laughing when you said that wolves are a mythical creature. You need to come visit me in Colorado, girl, because we got them wolves. They are not mythical. They are real as fuck. And then following up that real quick, I support Ray's decision. You need a Subaru. And you were like, why? I don't want to go to the mountains. Girl, you need to go to the mountains to realize that wolves are fucking real, dude. Anyways, love and light. You're the best. Your Instagram stories, as everybody say, literally make my world a better place. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, I didn't catch your name, but Tiramisu bitch right at you. If you remember a couple, you know, months ago, no, almost a year, I don't know, fucking know when it was. I said, if you see me out in the streets, yell Tiramisu bitch. And I forgot that I had told y'all that one day because I record these podcasts and I just kind of black out, right? And then a woman came up to me in the streets of New York and was like, Tiramisu bitch. And I was like, she is threatening me. I am being threatened right now. I looked at Jeff, I was like, call the police. And and then I, she was like, no, no, no. I listened to the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Also, you got any tiramisu in your purse? I think that was actually my response. I was like, fuck, you got sweet treats? Hand them over. First of all, I didn't get your name, but I love this. You're in Denver. Of course, you're high as a kite. You know, last time I was in Denver, I got hit with some altitude sickness. Like, whoa, I didn't know what was happening. And I'm not very sensitive to the mountains, but my God, it hit me. I was in Cherry Creek, Cherry Creek, Cherry Oak, Cherry Creek, staying at this great little hotel. Y'all have a Houston's, Hillstone, you know, South Beverly Grill, R&D Kitchen. It's it's 65 different names. They also need to become a sponsor of the podcast. Hey, Houston, Hillstone Restaurant Group, fucking call me. Anyways, I was walking to go get a spinach dip and an iced tea and and a salad. And I almost literally, it's like three feet from the damn hotel, that cute boutique hotel there in Cherry Oak. I almost fucking passed out. 
I was leaning over a fucking red rock, just dry heaving. And a lady came up to me. She's like, you good? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just walking from my hotel. She's like, oh, yep, altitude sickness. Because I just flown in from LA. And she's like, it's a real thing, bitch. And I was like, can you get me a a spinach dip from Houston's and bring it here? My mistake, my bad, getting back to the voicemail, I did mistake a wolverine and a wolf. Obviously, wolves are out there in the world. I still do not believe it's wolf it. I believe it's wolf it down, not wolf it down. Wolves, though, I do think are still a little bit mythical. Like a wolverine is from, you know, a Marvel movie. I'm well versed in cats, feline information, if you will. Dogs, it's new to me. I don't know the history of dogs. I know that they did come from wolves. Did they come from wolverines? A wolverine's an animal. You guys, wolverine's a real animal. Wolverine Googlio Googlio is what it's called, also referred to as a glutton, okay, a skunk bear. This is saying that a wolverine is a real animal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wikipedia says wolverine is a real animal. And then when you Google image, it's just Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So I don't know what the fuck to believe. But wolves, yes, obviously wolves are real. And, and you know, thank you for the Subaru suggestion. I got to be honest with you. So many people have suggested that I get a Subaru. It doesn't tickle my fancy. If I'm going off-roading, it's because I went to the third level of a parking garage. I got to be honest with you. I'm not hitting the open trail. And, you know, I've been going to these car places and trying to test cars, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. I just needed the fucking thing to drive. You know, now I will say everybody who bought a Subaru fucking loves them. I don't think I'm ready there. You know, I, I don't have the Yeti cooler packed in the back. I should. I should in case. Fuck, I need it. I need a cool drink because I'm stopped in traffic. Can put that baby in park on the highway. Get out. Get a drink out of my Yeti cooler. Should. I feel like every Subaru just has a Yeti cooler just full of delicious accoutrements. But I'm not at the Subaru level yet. I respect it. I respect everybody in Colorado. I respect anybody out fucking crushing nature. You know what I would never, I don't get though. I got to be honest with you. I've never got people who do the Appalachian Trail. I have a friend, Lee Rothermel. Shout out to Lee Star Crunch. I believe that was her trail name. Just so you know, when you go like on these trails, there's the Pacific Trail and the Appalachian Trail. Lee's done both. She's a fucking badass bitch. And she's like drop dead gorgeous and is like a nature girl. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand any of it. Like, I don't understand how you can, you know, be on the side of a mountain fucking eating baked beans. I, it's not the life for me. I respect it. Don't get it though. Anyways, Lee told me about one time when she was on the Appalachian Trail. So they have these things, you know, you, you, you can build your own shelter, like you stay in your tent, but you got to carry everything on your back. But they have these open rooms that just have like a covering and, and they're like, I don't know if they're like crash pads for the night, but they're totally open and you sleep there and you just show up and there's a bunch of strangers in there and everyone's sleeping under this like, you know, wooden roof. And she said at night, the rats would just crawl all over her. And I said, fuck that, Lee. Fuck that. And Lee has a Subaru. So all I'm saying is I am triggered by the word Subaru because it brings me back to the time that Lee let me know that she was covered in rats on the Appalachian Trail. And she's like, oh yeah, that's normal. That's not fucking normal. We've progressed to the St. Regis. A winded hike to Hillstone is all I can handle. But thank you for your call from Denver. I love Denver. I can't wait to get back out on the road and be able to come perform there. And I'm sorry I didn't know that, you know, wolves are real. Wolverines are Hugh Jackman. I'm very sensitive to altitude sickness. And I hope I never get covered in rats on the Appalachian Trail. Also, another thing you do on the Appalachian Trail is when you take a shit, you go out, 
you, you dig a hole, you doo-doo in the hole, and she would reuse her bandana. Lee, if you listen to my podcast, I want you to know I love you, but I did judge the shit out of you when you told me all this. <laughs> I mean, listen, she's a survivalist. I can barely survive sitting in traffic without a cool, crisp beverage. I've pre-planned. As far as I am, like when it comes to being a prepper, I always pre-plan where I'm going to get drinks. I'll never run out of drinks because I'm thirsty as fuck all the time. Like I said, Yeti cooler, soft-sided, like the bag, the cute tote, filled with drinks. You know, I get fresh ice every day. But if I got to be in the woods looking for a hole to shit in, sleeping under a, you know, a hatchback with a rat running across me, it's not going to work. And I'm sorry. More power to you. Shout out to everybody who's high in Denver or Colorado or really any state like Washington or California where everybody smokes weed. I'm so jelly. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Wilder from Mobile, Alabama. Love listening to your podcast. My friend Felicia and I were going to see you in Tuscaloosa, but it got canceled. But I wanted to give you an absolutely. Here's a happy. I am a cochlear implant audiologist. And just a few weeks ago, I activated a cochlear implant on an older man and he burst into tears because he was so happy. Like at first I thought he was having a heart attack because he turned bright red. Actually, he was just overcome. Maybe he was for club. Anyway, I had four doctoral students observe me on Zoom because they can't be in the clinic because of COVID, but everybody teared up. It was like, I'm not crying, you're crying. So I love my job as an audiologist and um, I needed a COVID happy. And there's your absolutely for the videos that you like to watch on people with cochlear Wilder. Okay, first of all, what a badass name. Wilder. And then you're hanging out with a bitch named Felicia. Wilder and Felicia sounds like two hoes that are changing the world, but also about to get super fucked up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, who robbed the liquor store? Wilder and Felicia. That's exactly who did it. But wow. Okay. This is what I want to end the podcast on. What an amazing just moment. We need this ray of positivity. Thank you for sharing this. I talk about it all the time. I love watching people get cochlear implants. And if you don't know what that is, it's a device that is wired um, in your ear. And honestly, I think through your brain. So correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, they can enact like enable it. And these videos, just Google our YouTube, cochlear implant, baby hears for the first time. It's when they they turn it on. So I guess you have to have the surgery to put the implant in. And then the radio, radiologist, that's not right. Fuck. Audiologist, I'm so sorry. I don't, I get, oncologist, I get so fucking confused with all the ologist. Gynecologist, the person who deals with sound, our beautiful, lovely, wonderful, medical professional Wilder here turns it on and then the babies or in this case she said an older gentleman heard for the first time and just having them have that moment of like that gift of sound is just something that we all take for complete granted and and you know we just don't realize like being able to hear and being able to see and having those things which seems like everybody has until you meet somebody who is you know, hearing impaired or vision impaired. Um, It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And especially the ones with the babies who've never heard their mom's voice before. There's one particular video where a baby, they turn turn on the, the cochlear implant and the, you know, the mommy says like, hi, sweetie. And the baby's eyes just completely light up and you're just fucking weeping. So Wilder, you're telling me that you did this for an older gentleman and he was able to hear. And what a beautiful fucking moment. So even in this weird dark time when everybody's being shady and shifty and, you know, we're rounding about the part of the year where I really don't trust anybody, you have these beautiful moments like this. And that's all we can ask for. And I just find that 
so unbelievably refreshing and kind. And thank you for doing the Lord's work and helping people who are hearing impaired and giving people the gift of these magical moments. That's just fucking awesome. That's so awesome. And I love that. And we needed to hear that. But also too, just go on YouTube right now is, I don't know if you're listening to me in the car or wherever and just type in cochlear implant babies or, you know, somebody hearing for the first time, but type in the specific word cochlear, C-O-C-H-L-E-R, L-E-A-R, cochlear, and it'll just change your life. Truly change your life. I'll start posting some of these videos on Instagram because they're just unreal. And then of course, go to the colorblind videos and then the military come home videos. And then just, you know, people, you know, kids getting puppies for the first time. And then just go back to my Instagram and just watch me hysterically cry because I'm completely emotionally unstable these days because that's where I'm at. Come in full circle. Thank you for calling in. This was so amazing. I just needed to end it on a very happy note. You know, I've been worried about dumb fucking trivial things and I just find it so refreshing that we can, you know, count our blessings because God is good. And we're giving people the gift of fearing and life and love. And I want to be a singer, but I have vocal nodules. That's a whole nother thing. You used to have to go to a speech pathologist because I get those nodes on the vocal cords. Wow. Voice is rusty. All right, guys, remember to like, click, subscribe, call into the absolutely not line. I want to hear from you, but get to the fucking point. You know what I mean? I need to hear from you, but get to it. Cut to it, Sally. We'll hear you next time. Talk to you soon. Call into the voicemail. I love you, babies. Love you, mean it. Talk soon. Chabalas. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. <laughs>